The difference between the almost right word and the right word is really a large matter. Tis the difference between the lightning bug and the lightning. Mark Twain. Hello and welcome back to the Turn Right Podcast. This is episode 116. My name's Caitlin and I'm your host. If you're new here, hello and welcome to Turn Right. I hope you will stick along on this journey. Uh, The point of this podcast really is writing motivation, writing techniques. It's geared more for newer amateur writers and Um, I just want it to be a really positive place where we can all learn something new, myself included. So today, to kind of continue on with this motivational theme, last week's episode was all about my personal writing goals, and I got really specific and delved into my specific goals that I want to accomplish for the year. But this week, I want to talk about my favorite writing quotes, the motivational writing quotes that I've gathered up, and kind of dwell and reflect on them and decide what they mean to me and just use them as motivation for being a better writer in the new year. So let's get into this week's episode. I have 10 quotes that I have selected um, from various writers, from various sources, and I want to talk about them and explain them in a little bit more detail. Um, So feel free to write some of these down and use them for whenever you are having a rough writing day. Number one, cheat your landlord if you can and must, but do not try to shortchange the muse. It cannot be done. You can't fake quality any more than you can fake a good meal. William S. Burroughs. I think this quote is really interesting and I put it on here because this kind of reminds me of the whole reason why I like started this podcast If you read the description of this podcast, it says that, you know, I came up with this idea when I was commuting from my nine to five and I came up with this idea like two or three years ago at this point. And I would always think of, you know, inspiration for my stories when I was sitting in this traffic coming home and commuting and, um, you know, I don't know why like ideas for my stories would come to me at this particular time. I suppose it's just because I was bored sitting in traffic and I had nothing better to do than think about my novels. But I would always run out of work like really fast and I would be like this crazy person that I'm sure like people were judging me, but I had one thing on my mind and that was I needed to get home. I needed to do my nighttime routine so that I had enough time to write every day. And I really lived by this mentality from about 2017 to 2020 till the pandemic. Um, And the pandemic kind of changed the dynamic of corporate America. I worked from home exclusively for two years. And now my current setup is I'm in the office two days a week and I'm at home three days a week. So I have like a lot more flexibility. So I don't think I really need to have this crazy attitude of like running to and from my office and like driving really fast. You know, I would not recommend that, that's not safe. But I get this idea of like sacrificing everything, everything in your life to be a writer, to be an artist. The problem with it though is it gets kind of exhausting. I mean, we're now in 2023 and I'm certainly not like living like that anymore because I just simply couldn't keep up that pace. I couldn't keep going. I couldn't keep doing my best work if I was, you know, always tired, always rushing around and, you know, sleep deprived and sacrificing my sleep and other needs to be a writer that's just not realistic I think for a lot of people but I do think that some of the great great artists whether they be you know songwriters whether they be authors painters you know whatever it is I think a lot of those people do live by this mentality where they just 
focus their whole entire lives around their art and I think that's like really admirable and in a lot of ways I'm like super attracted to that mentality but I just don't think it's realistic for me like I need to have an income I need to go to my corporate nine to five I also like need to be healthy I need to make sure I have time to exercise daily and time to meal prep and cook nutritious foods I need to make sure I have a clean space time to clean and I need to make sure I have like social relationships i need to prioritize my relationship with my boyfriend my friends my family like that's all very important to me too so um i think it is really important to carve out quality writing time um and maybe every now and then kind of disappear into the writing for a little bit but you need to come come out of the water still and and you need to have a life so i think this quote is interesting um i like it a lot but i don't think you can live by this for like a super long time. It's just not sustainable. The second quote I have on here is by Ernest Hemingway. And he once said, we are all apprentices in a craft where no one ever becomes a master. Isn't that comforting? Like Ernest Hemingway is one of the best writers of all time. And, you know, he's a classic author. He was a very serious writer. And he's saying that none of us are ever going to become a master of this craft. Like how refreshing is that? Um, and I know a lot of people take issue with, you know, some of these more grandiose statements by, you know, famous people, whether it be Walt Disney or Ernest Hemingway or JFK, you know, and they kind of say like those kind of people aren't like us. And to some extent, I, I agree. I think these people are, are very talented, very lucky, have a lot of connections. Um, so take what you will from these kind of statements. But it is just, you know, nice I think to hear that even some of the greatest writers of all time recognize how difficult writing is, how much learning goes into it, how much growth, you know, you need to have as a writer. And at the end of the day, no one's writing is quote unquote, truly perfect. The next quote I wrote down is the greatest part of a writer's time is spent in reading. In order to write, a man will turn over half a library to make one book, Samuel Johnson. I think this is so true. I read a ton growing up as a kid. I always had my nose in a book. It was just my introverted nature. And I loved reading so much that eventually I wanted to write my own words and become a writer. And really, truly, I think that's like how I started out as a writer. I loved reading so much. Um, over time, again, life got in the way. I think in particular, it was during college that I really like stopped reading. I hardly read it all during college. And I kind of carried that over into the first few years of my career in corporate America. I would just simply say like, I did not have time to read. And it's true, I don't have like a ton of time. But again, 2020, the pandemic, the whole world really shifted. And that interestingly enough, brought me and a lot of other people back to books, back to reading. And I noticed how much my writing has improved since 2020, since I started reading regularly, since I started reading, you know, multiple times a week. And I've been reading, you know, about 20 books a year, which granted back in the day, I could read a lot more. But at this point in my life, I think that's a good sufficient number. And it really helps me as a writer. So I know it's hard to prioritize reading, but it is so important. Tom Clancy once said, I do not over-intellectualize the production process. I try to keep it simple. Tell the damned story. Great quote. I think especially in corporate America, we are always over-intellectualizing things. You know, we want to define every step of the process because we think that will be a better outcome. But in reality, a lot of times trying, making mistakes, having failures, having real tangible experience in the real world is how we actually learn. 
and I think it is important to not get too caught up in this like pre-planning production phase of things. I mean, I'm a pantser, so maybe that's a little bit biased of me, um, but I just think that this is a really good quote, and I think it's important to just not stay in our heads too long. Number five, one thing that helps is to give myself permission to write badly. I tell myself that I'm going to do my five or ten pages no matter what, and I can always tear them up the following morning if I want. I'll have lost nothing. Writing and tearing up five pages would leave me no further behind than if I took a day off. Lawrence Block. I really like this quote because, again, it kind of goes back to perfectionism, paralysis, um, staying in that decision-making phase and just not doing anything. As I mentioned on last week's episode, my mantra of the year is be more, think less. And I kind of will feel this way too. I'll be like, is it really worth it to write? I don't have a lot of time. I'm really tired. I don't know if I have, you know, my best thinking skills for, for the task at hand. Um, and, you know, that's that's not helpful. It is helpful to sit down and actually write and see what you got. You never know. Sometimes you can surprise yourself and write something really good, even when you're super tired, even when you're not feeling it. So um, I think this is just an important reminder to try. Even if it's bad, you can always get rid of it. And who knows? You might surprise yourself and it might actually be good. So give yourself the benefit of the doubt. My sixth quote is by Anais Nin. We write to taste life twice, in the moment and in retrospect. I definitely agree with this. I'm kind of obsessed with like documenting my life. I, you know, at the end of my life, I want to like look back and see, you know, the details of my life, the finer points of them. You know, I want to remember the coffee walks I've gone on with friends and you know, the little mundane things that I've done over time, not just like the big things. And I think writing fiction is even a cool way to sort of document your life because when I go back and I read pieces of my old novels, I kind of can get a feeling of of the headspace that I was in at that moment. And I can kind of taste um, some of the feelings that I had or the things that I saw and the things that I experienced. And I mean, it's not like a one-for-one matchup, you know, your characters are not you, but they are an extension of yourself and undoubtedly they will be probably influenced by some of the things that you were going through at that time. So I think it's just kind of interesting that writing is is also a way to document, you know, your own inner thoughts and feelings as well as exploring the outer world. And again, like she also may be saying in this quote, like writing is also a way to kind of taste other lives, you know, other things that maybe you don't have the chance to do. For example, my last novel is written uh, in the perspective of a girl living in LA and I don't live in LA, but writing the novel was kind of cool. I got to kind of like experience and think about what it would be like to live in LA. So I was tasting another person's life. Number seven is my favorite quote of all time about showing and not telling and it's by Anton Chekhov it's a very famous quote don't tell me the moon is shining show me the glint of light on the broken glass and I think I first heard this quote in a high school English class and for me that really solidified and helped me understand the concept of show don't tell Um, so if you struggle with that concept just hear that quote and and listen to it Um, you know we're not using an adverb here. We're actually showing the reader how the light is coming in through the window, how it's illuminating something. And I think this is just a perfect quote for just teaching that concept, which is why I included it on the list here. 
Number eight is another one of my favorite writing quotes of all time. It's by Sylvia Plath. The worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt. Totally agree with this. Um, Again, I think writers, maybe on the more introverted, neurotic, perfectionistic side of things, and I think we can have a lot of self-doubt about our work. Um, And so just a reminder to, you know, not doubt yourself and just go for it. Number nine. You don't start out writing good stuff, you start out writing crap and thinking it's good stuff, and then gradually you get better at it. That's why I say one of the most valuable traits is persistence. Octavia E. Butler. Couldn't agree more. Um, I remember when I first started out, I would be like really excited that I thought of this like elaborate metaphor, and now I'm just kind of like, oh my gosh, that's so cringy, I can't believe I thought that was good writing. Um, And you know, just over time, you get better and better at it. And like I was saying, you know, again in last week's episode, I still have a long way to go as a writer, but I think I've gotten like definitely better since my first story. So um, persist, keep on at it. The people that get far are the people that don't give up. And number 10, Ray Bradbury, he seemed like such a character. I would have liked to have known him. He said, I don't believe in being serious about anything. I think life is too serious to be taken seriously. And that's something else I wanna work on this year is I just want to take life a lot lighter. Like I don't have to get signed by a literary agent next year or the year after or ever. Like I don't have to do all these crazy things to have a meaningful and fulfilling life. I don't have to just take the day-to-day so seriously. You know, so what if your laundry doesn't get done? So what if your car isn't washed? Like none of that stuff really matters at the end. Um, so just laugh, have fun, be with your friends, listen to music, read good books, drink good coffee, you know, do all of those things, do the things that fill up your soul, that set your heart on fire, that make you excited to wake up and get out of bed every single day. I think it gets harder and harder as you're, as you're an adult, you realize like how, how short life is. You, you realize, you know, your grandparents, your parents are getting older, They're having health conditions and you may be having new health conditions and you may be seeing wrinkles on your face and you may be losing old friends and your job may be hard. We're in a huge recession. Like there are so many things that are hard and cold and ugly and that want to drag us down. And it's so easy to spiral and get into that like really negative mindset because sometimes life is kind of negative. Um, but I think it's good to take a step back every now and then and be light and think of the light and draw near to those things that you love. So that's how I'm going to end this week's episode on that lighter note. Um, you know, don't forget to smile. Don't forget to take some time for yourself today, um, along your writing journey or wherever you are in life. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. As always, keep reading, keep writing, keep querying, and I'll talk to you on our next road trip.